The In Search of America podcast, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. Music by Keith Medley at keithmedleymusic.com. Episode 14, History and the New New Art Center in Arnoville, Louisiana. I sat down with Larry Bork, one of the artists at the New New Art Center in Arnoville, Louisiana. We sat in the large cavernous wooden building that is located just beside the art center itself and is now used as a gallery and a performance space. In its original incarnation, this building housed the potatoes harvested from the adjacent fields. But far more fascinating is that during World War II, this building was used to house Nazi prisoners of war. It was used to dry uh, the potatoes, uh, let them dry out before you could eat them because they're green. Yeah. Could hurt you. But I was told at one point during World War, this was used to house prisoners of war, German soldiers who had been captured. Mm -hmm. And there were several places around the state, well, probably all over the country, where they had them. And while I was telling someone this, uh, a friend of mine walked in and said, he says, yes, I know all about this. He says, uh, my grandfather was kind of like the overseer for the plantation here. And uh, he saw about the prisoners of war, yet he was kind of in charge of them. And then uh, one winter, I think they might have been bringing in sugar cane, and sugar cane, it's very heavy, it's very wet, it's cold, and these poor guys were freezing, and he went home and told his wife, why don't you make a great big gumbo, because these POWs, are, they, they're suffering out there. So she did, and he went back and got the pot, and he brought it over, and he served them gumbo. Well. This friend of mine was stationed in Germany in the Air Force, and he met this girl, and he married her. So she taught him how to speak German. And uh, finally, after a few years, they went back to visit with her family. And he, while he was there, they were going to go out for dinner, and he realized he hadn't brought a dinner jacket. So he decided, well, I'm going to go to a store in town and get one. And he, he goes up to his clothing store and he speaks to the German proprietor and said he needed a, a jacket for dinner that night. And he's speaking to him in German. And the proprietor is kind of amazed. He said, uh, you speak German very well. He says, but you're not German, are you? He said, no. He said, I'm, I'm from America. Oh, really? He said, yeah, well, my wife is German. Uh, and uh, she's taught me how to speak German. Oh, he said, well, that's wonderful. He said, uh, what part of America are you from? He said, I'm from Louisiana. And the guy just sort of stopped and he said, I was a prisoner of war in Louisiana during World War II. He says, uh, what part of Louisiana? He says, uh, a town called Arneville. He said, that's where I was. He said, we had an overseer, a wonderful man. And one day it was so cold, he went and had some gumbo made and he served his gumbo. He says, we'll never forget that man. But he said, I can't remember his name. He said, he had a, a nickname. They called him Pupun. My friend said, that was my grandfather. <laughs> so uh, 
he says, he called a bunch of his buddies over and he said, look, you have to come meet this guy. His grandfather was Papoon, the man who took care of us in uh, Louisiana. And they all came and they met him. And he says, I walked out of the store, I didn't have to pay for the jacket. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's a wonderful story. It truly is. And again, you know, we don't, we never hear about the humanity. No, you don't. You don't hear about that. And these were not Gestapo or Nazi guys. They were just foreign kids. They'd been caught up in the war. They knew about foreign labor. They weren't professional soldiers. They'd had enough of soldiering. And here was stuff they were doing that they would have done at home. So, uh, they were enjoying themselves. They were having a good time. Uh, they, they were taken care of. And one guy told me another story about when they were picking the cotton, they had a little mascot, a little dog. And the little dog would sneak in one of the sacks. And when they'd weigh the cotton, the dog was in the sack. They didn't notice this. And then they'd hand the sack up to another German up on top, and he'd empty the cotton. The little dog would jump out the back way, go back to the end of the line, and make his way back, get in the sack. And then he weighed him again. <laughs> he said they must have weighed that little dog 50 times. <laughs> and uh, I guess they were getting paid so much a pound for the, uh, for the cotton that they picked. So wow, it was, it was mischievous, but it was it was good. Clean well, sure, food. yeah. Nobody got hurt. No, yeah. Of course not. I mean, that's that's just it's such a wonderful story. Uh, so so the building that we're in is. Uh, now, right nowadays, it, it's been what converted into an art gallery. Yes, uh, we use it for a special functions like uh, when we have the Fire and Water Festival. We usually put the rock and roll bands in here because they're so loud, and uh, people in there can't hear what's going, the noise, and uh, they can't talk to each other because of the noise. So, plus it has a really great but reverb in here. We've had weddings here too. Wow, and uh, we've had. Uh, just functions, uh, receptions as well. So it, it's it's a good old building. It's a beautiful old building. I'd hate to have to build one for the price of lumber today because it's all wood. It is, yeah. What's the, the dimensions on this? Do you know? Oh, God, I really don't. Yeah, I mean, it I is massive. It once. It's probably 80 feet this way. No, not quite. Well, yeah. close to 80. Yeah. And it's at least 25 to 30 feet wide. Wow. But uh, it was primarily used as a potato kill. The windows would pop open, there were floor hatches that pop off so the wind would circulate, the air would circulate right. and dry up the potatoes. And uh, back then, nobody locked the doors. Farms would come to lease a little space and put the stuff in. Nobody took their potatoes. They killed, got their own potatoes and went out. So it was honor system. Yeah. And people had honor back then. So, and then this is part of the art center, art community that's here. Is it, it's it's Nuna? Nunu? Nunu. Uh, Nunu is a nickname. Uh, it was George's dad's nickname. George Marx started the, uh, the Nunu. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's like a co-op, but it's artists that come in and they show their work. And uh, originally it was by the bridge. It was a building that was uh, used to be a Western Auto Department uh, hardware store, but it burned down. And uh, 
the people who own this place, they own the entire plantation, they're still part of the family. And uh, Josh talked to him and said, yeah, at first they were a little reluctant. Then he, 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 he talked to me to let him lease it for one year. So they said, okay, we'll, let, we'll try it for one year. And then they saw what we did inside, we cleaned up the place, painted the place up, put a storage area, converted it to two bathrooms. You know, they, they were tickled pink that we were doing this. We were taking care of their property for them. And so the lease got extended. And uh, so far, so good. And uh, just like today, which is Friday, it's every Friday from, what, 10 a.m. until noon, the, the quilting ladies meet yes. and work on the quilt. Yes. It was originally started on Thursdays, then they got moved to Fridays for some reason. I don't remember why. But uh, yeah, uh, they have a number of ladies who like to quilt. They come around and uh, they join in. When the quilt's done, they donate it to charity and they start another one. It's just a really amazing community here that's been built. And it seems that, I, I, I don't know what the community was like before Nunu came in, but it seems to really be a great asset to the community. Well, we hope it is. Uh, we have more people from outside the community who come visit here than in the community, but that's understandable. Like they say, Jesus Christ couldn't teach in his own town. So we understand. But uh, anyone's welcome. Um, they can come and have coffee with us, or they can shop and look. They can quilt. They can do anything they like. Now, the artists that have work in the art center uh, for sale, are they, ju they are just artists from this area? No, we have uh, people from Baton Rouge as well, some from New Orleans, uh, as far as uh, Lake Charles, I think. So we have people from all over, but basically we're trying to focus on the local talent to help them out, give them some sort of way of showing off their work. Because you can be an artist, the best artist in the world, if you don't show your work, nobody knows. So you have to show it off, and uh, that's what we're trying to do. So, you know, when I think about this conversation, you know, the building that we're sitting in went from a place to house potatoes to cure to a German POW barracks to an art center right. that houses art. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a phenomenal series of transitions and uh, that this place has gone uh, gone through. And just mm -hmm. it, it's fascinating to sit here and I commend you all for what you're doing. It's just fantastic. And the artwork in there, as I was telling you before, is just, it's really phenomenal artwork. Well, thank, thank you for taking the time to, to talk with me today. I greatly thank appreciate you. it. And uh, once I get things packed up here, I'm going to go and look at some more art. Good. Thanks, Larry. Thank you. The In Search of America podcast, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. Music by Keith Medley at keithmedleymusic.com.